You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, Episode 9, brought to you by Alyssa's Organics. Alyssa's newest organic product is the hot-selling Chapsticks. Newest homemade flavors include grapefruit and juniper berry. Alyssa also has an upcoming line of moisturizers and shave oils on the way. Head over to DerekAndSteve.com to contact us for more info. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. This episode is a day late due to the Beanpot Tournament. Go Eags! Frosting, a bit of a hothead in college, but still a big off-season pickup for cupcakes. I have been concussed for the last seven days. Derek and Steve present... I think we're moving to an era of movies where every movie is shot in outer space. So anytime something's lit, it's live, it's popping, it's getting the party going. Anytime the bandits and I show up to a party that's immediately lit. But still really dumb. Decision. Really dumb. I, I would Don't do go it. to Chipotle. Do, so. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode nine of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek, alongside Steve. Steve, how's it going? Uh, Derek, I'm feeling great. Uh, we're a day late, but uh, a day late for good reasons, which we'll get into, but um, feeling good, feeling Absolutely. loose. How are you feeling? I'm feeling loose. I'm feeling good, feeling energized, you an extra look, day. You look loose. Extra day to uh, to get all riled up for this, and uh, uh, we had some good sports going on over the weekend and into yesterday, which, as you heard in the intro, the Beanpot Tournament is why we are a day late here, so we'll get to that in our sports section, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll start with the opening kickoff. Uh, just a quick rundown of the show for you. Another three-period show today, similar to last week. Uh, so we have sports in the first period. We have some trivia for you in the second period. And we have our television in the third period. So pretty pretty tight episode. Pretty n- Nothing crazy going on yep. today. Um, but as you did hear in the intro, we do have a sponsor. We uh, ha- a new sponsor. We have uh, a we new had sponsor. We Rich Frog before, and we have now uh, Alyssa's Organics. So um, I will vouch for Alyssa's Organics. We, we get them at our office. Um, one of my coworkers uh, has a direct supply. Um, and it's excellent. I mean, I've only had the chapstick, but um, it's kind of the office. Like everyone gets real excited when the new flavors <laughs> come out. Um, it's only a couple bucks, um, and I'm not a chapstick guy, and I I like them. I'm not either, and yeah. maybe I, I might I might and join it's in. Weird, like I can actually tell the difference between. I mean, I don't like Burt's Bees or any like those Carmack right, stuff, but right. I don't know. It's good. It's good. I like it. If you hey, want it, let me know, and I'll, I'll get you one. It sounds like it's good, and uh, we appreciate them sponsoring us. And I think. Something everybody can try because I'm not a huge chapstick guy, but I'm intrigued by the by the oh. flavors you're talking about here. And you will be. A sounds like I, I, I want to get on board. I might want to invest here. So I can um, I can hear how chapter lips are <laughs> yeah, on this radio. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tough life, and I've been waiting for a good chapstick to come into my life. So this might be it. And then you know the moist, the moisturizers and the oils. It's all it's all happening. So it's all coming together for Derek. All coming together. <laughs> I think this is the turning point of my life right here. So uh, Alyssa's Organics. You can head over to DerekAndSteve.com. Uh, and go to the contact section. Now, we don't have anything on Alyssa's Organics on there right now, but uh, head over there, contact us through the website, and uh, we can get you in touch and, and start getting happen. this circulated a little bit. Get so. those lips unchecked. And also, we'd, uh, again, like to remind you that uh, Alyssa's Organics is our second sponsor. Rich Homie Frog also had some important financial backing for us, and we'd like, yes. we'd like for you guys to show him your support as well. <laughs> um, so definitely go follow him on Instagram at Rich Homie Frog. Uh, to make sure you support all of our sponsors. And you can be the next one. So go to the sponsorship section of our site as well um, to sign up and, and sponsor. We have a few others in line, I think. So Too many. Um, too, too many, many people. Too many, too many to satisfy. You can't do them all at once. So yeah. You can't have um, everybody sponsor us. You, you can't. You, yeah. you really can't. So, uh, so that's the sponsorship. And now, uh, quickly in the opening kickoff, before we get started into our sports, we have uh, a big day for Catholics coming up, which is tomorrow, Ash Wednesday, and mm-hmm. actually today, if you're listening to the podcast as it's released. So uh, that marks the beginning of Lent, so we figured we would each go over here what we're giving up. We talked about this yesterday. We have a little bit of an alignment on our on our quest here, so it's a quest. I'll let you That's start. What what's, the, what's the Lent quest this year? The Lent quest, the Lenten quest. Um, so I kind of made this decision myself, and I, we usually like to, to give up stuff together just because it's easier to, I don't know, stay firm on and, top of each and, other yeah, stay on top and, of each other yeah. and make sure that um you actually give up the stuff that you're saying you're going to give up um so this year i said how about beer it's going to be really hard it's gonna be hard my first reaction you proposed this yesterday and my first reaction was very iffy i was thinking you know we have some things come we have some events coming up with friends that you know that might interfere questionable but it's a it's a good challenge and that's the whole point of it is, is you want to challenge yourself take away something you're going to notice you're yeah. gonna you're gonna be missing so Beer. And the idea is like 
for those events, you can still have like wine, mm-hmm. or you can still have um, mixed drinks or cocktails or things like that. But to actively give up beer, I don't know. It just, I mean, it just seems like it's gonna be difficult. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a few different ways you can look at it. You know, if if you don't want to take it, if you don't want to approach it the right way, one could criticize and say, if you're just giving up beer, you'll just drink just as much liquor and wine. Um, but you're going but into if you approach it the, it the right way and you say, I'm giving up beer, and you consciously know that as you're drinking whatever else you're drinking, it should, you know, it's a challenge. It, it's it's something you'd usually drink that you're going to have to go out of your way to to change. Yes. Um, and also, you know, you know, keep yourself in control and whatever else you want to do. So uh, Derek, it'll be good. Now tell them good. the hardest now, one that you're going to give up the of hard, all time. The hardest one of all time that I'm going to give up. And I'll um, vouch for this. This is going to be the most hard for Derek. In addition to the beer. So so I'll backtrack a second. I, I actually thought about earlier today maybe giving up all alcohol um, at all. But, the, you know, we decided it with the, with you know going we, out with your friends. I, well, I, did, I, you, I you never said were, it. You guys I, were influential. I never um, said anything about giving up all alcohol. No, no, no. I'm I'm saying how challenging that would be. Um, going out with your friends and everything like that. So we ditched that idea. So I'm giving up beer, and in addition to the beer, I'm giving up ice cream for the length of Lent. So which I would say is definitely going to be harder for you. That's going to be you're it's going to be harder. It's you're an be harder. ice cream fiend. I am. I I am at times. And you you scream for ice cream. I scream for ice cream. Um so that's the other thing I'm giving up. Luckily it's not summer. If it was summer and I was giving up ice cream it would be a lot tougher. No way. Not but, a chance. But no no Sunday night scream here in the in the winter time so uh can give that up pretty easily and I shouldn't say easily. I should I can give it up willingly. Uh, over Lent, and that's it. So beer and ice cream, one of the biggest sacrifices I've, I've done I will, in recent years. I do recommend, too, I mean, Lent is obviously a Catholic holiday, but, I mean, I think a lot of people who aren't even religious give up stuff for, yeah. for these 40 days just because it's kind of a, a good time to test yourself. I yep. say give it a shot. If yeah. you want to join us, I'll give up ice cream, too. I don't need it that much, <laughs> but um, if you want to join us on beer and ice cream, get on board, let us yeah. know, cut it. Cut it out. Join it. Join the fun. Cut it out with us. You can drink some wine with us. Come over. Yeah. We'll and the watch day a movie. after Easter, we'll have a beer and uh, ice cream party, <laughs> and it'll be the best party anyone's <laughs> that, ever that been That'll actually be a great party. So, um, so there you have it. There's our Lent quest. Uh, feel free to write about your uh, journeys. Uh, Stop in- calling them quests and journeys. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's challenging. It makes it more epic. Um, no, but but feel free to write in uh, with what you might be giving up or any ideas you have, and uh, you can join in with us if you want to if you want to tag along with the beer and ice cream. Uh, sacrifice so that does it for the opening kickoff and now what we'll move what a kick great kick touchback and we'll move into sports uh so speaking of the kickoff we had the last football game of the season the super bowl on sunday uh the denver broncos as steve predicted uh yes. win the super bowl thank you uh, that he predicted i think 2017 not too far off it was 24 10 uh similar similar scoring as far as you know total points and how much offense was involved in fact actually you got Almost three points off the total, looks like you got. But uh, either way, the Broncos win 24-10. Defense just absolutely dominant against the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you think about the game? We can get all, get to all the subtopics, but for the football part, what'd you think? The football part, I think we should probably fly by because it actually <laughs> wasn't a great game. Agreed. Um, just to give credit where credit is due, I did call the Broncos to win the Super Bowl a few weeks ago, and I have it uh, on radio. On I have radio. it on podcast, so it, it, <laughs> it exists is. somewhere. It is. Um, but they played the in a row the fourth ranked offense, then the third ranked offense, and then the first ranked ranked offense. Who beat the second ranked offense? Who beat the second ranked <laughs> offense and only gave up one passing touchdown to those three teams. I think less than fifty points total in those three teams. And was that passing touchdown to Gronkowski at the end of the game? It was. It's, it's like, exactly. So yeah, it's so like it's, a garbage. It's, touchdown. I mean, not garbage, but in desperation mode. Yes. So it's like it's remarkable. So it the defense. And and I hate to to bring this up too because I'm a Bucks fan and I think that the O2 Bucks team is the best defense of all time by because I'm biased. Um, but this may be one of the best defenses that we've ever seen and might ever see. I mean they they won the game. They, Peyton Man- Peyton Manning did nothing. They, like their they, offense did nothing. They won all three games really. Yeah. I mean they they really did win all three games they played. I mean if you look at what they did against Pittsburgh. As hurt, as injured and battered as they were, I mean, the Steelers couldn't get anything going offensively. The Patriots, it was, I mean, they clearly won that game with their defense. I know Peyton had a had two really good drives for touchdowns, but the defense is what I mean. We talked about the we, yeah. we've been through the Patriots thing about how you beat them, and that defense is exactly how they did it. And then this game against Carolina, I mean, Bron- the Broncos' offense didn't have anything going at all. Really, they 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 had put t- together two drives, which is their first and their last drive, and everything in between. It felt like it was a three and out at, almost every time. At one point, they had not converted on ten or eleven straight third down conversions, yeah. which, which is, is 
Pathetic. I mean, how much can you ask your defense to to stop you if you're Carolina? That's I mean, a, you can't ask much more of Carolina's defense there, forcing two, two turnovers, a pick, and a fumble, and just basically getting three and out after three and out. But that's how dominant the Denver defense is, and I I agree with you. You have you have teams like the you have like the O two Buccaneers, you have the two thousand Ravens, the two thousand one Patriots against the the Rams. You have a lot of great defenses that have won Super Bowls, and I don't think you can continue to discount this Broncos defense as not being up there, if not the best out of that group, because people were uh, people were calling them overrated. I think going into the playoffs a little bit, the and, Broncos or yeah, the defense, the defense. Def- I mean, overrated compared to. Well, I mean, they, they were number one, but like people were saying, ah, oh, this is number one, but they're not like Ravens number one. And they're or not. Like, they're not stud loaded. They're not yeah. loaded with people who are who are big right. names. Like, right. You they have, have two. They have the two have big Von names. Von Miller, on the line. Demarcus yeah. Ware, and then. Aqib Tlaib is sort next. of a big name, yeah. but other than that, it's it's kind of just Von Miller, and he's not even. Yeah, and I mean, I, right now he is, but yeah, during and, the season he's just a, a very good outside linebacker. And, and I think you speak to the. I think what strikes me the most about the Broncos' defense, obviously, it's their their two defensive ends are phenomenal, but the the depth of that defense is what I think is more impressive about it. Because if I look at the Super Bowl, I look at the two defenses on the field, and I I say that. The Panthers had the best cornerback in the game. Yep. I mean, Josh Norman's the best cornerback on either team. The Broncos probably have the second best corner, but then the the Panthers' other corners might be are probably just as good as the rest of the Broncos. The Panthers had the best linebacker in the game, the best two linebackers in the game probably yep. in Keekley and Davis. And still, the Broncos' defense is that much more dominant than them, and that's because of all eleven guys in that defense are good players. And you have the two outstanding players on the line in Ware and Miller. But the rest of them are all good. They're all they're all arguably Pro Bowl caliber players. They're on that entire defense. Speaking of Thomas Davis, oh, did you see the photo? Yes. yes. Okay. If it, listeners, if you're not uh, queasy and prone to vomiting, look at the photo. Uh, uh, he, Thomas Davis. He, he, Thomas Davis Instagrammed, or you can just Google it. He played with a broken arm and had to get surgery before the game, and what he played with underneath his cast. He's unbelievable. He's yeah. my new favorite player in the NFL. It's, I cannot. It blows my mind. It's not human. Doesn't it's, look human. It's gross. But it's he played with it. Yeah. It, it's and, and he wanted that done. I mean, yeah. it was you know, <laughs> as big as the Super Bowl is. There's a lot of guys that would say no, thank you to having yeah. your arm end up basically mutilated like that yeah. just so to be able it, to reach just, a level to be able to play. Just to describe it, if you're not going to look at if you're not going to look at it, it's stitches. From the elbow to the wrist, and in like big, like a football. Yeah. <laughs> it, lo- it looks <laughs> like the seams on a football. It does. It's 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 ridiculous. Um, but so so yeah, just he said it. He said it right after he broke his arm in the NFC Championship game. He said, "I'm not missing the yeah. Super Bowl." Good so, for him. I mean, yeah, unbelievable. Um, yeah. So you know, you look at guys like that, him and Keekley as well. There are guys that you certainly would love to see win the Super Bowl on that Panthers team. But that brings us to the other big topic, which is Cam Newton and how. He handled himself in this game yeah. and in the post game, um, so that's certainly a talking point. I think. Yeah. I guess we'll start. We'll start with the. I guess the point that everyone's starting from. You, you can't criticize. I mean, what he played. He played poorly. I mean, the Broncos' defense. We talked about how dominant it was. I can't yeah. blame no, Cam no, for that no part of it. No one's really blaming him for the way he played yeah. on the field. Yeah, because the it, Broncos did that to every quarterback they faced. Yeah. But it. it we can start with the fumble and, yeah. and the fumble that that Cam. You know, the replay has gone around the internet plenty by now where he had the chance to dive on the ball or at least make an effort to it, and he kind of stepped towards it and then stepped away. In a close game. In a close game. It wasn't like he completely stepped away. It didn't... To me, it didn't look like he was trying to avoid contact. It just—it looked like he was. I don't know what he was doing, but to it, me, it he made, definitely didn't go for the ball. To me, it looked so. like he saw the ball, saw almost dove in, and decided not to, and jumped away from it. Um, and he did say after he he defended himself. He defended a lot, which we'll talk about. But he did say. I was at risk of hurting myself diving into that pile, and he did. Yes. And he did say that that dive is not the reason they lost the game, which I understand. I mean, it, yeah, that's but true. You can't, but, but you can't do that. Like you can't yeah. say, I don't know. Like in the it's, clutch it's one time, of those things, you have to do everything you can. It definitely didn't help you win things, it. It's not the right thing to say uh, that he thought yes. he was going to get hurt. I mean, that's he admitted. I don't that. care if that's what you felt and that's what you thought. It's you really that's not the right answer that people are looking for in that situation that you thought you were going to get hurt so you didn't dive in there for yeah. it. Um so that's, I mean that's there's the, that. that's your MVP. That that's yeah, NFL. that's that's your MVP. Yeah, yeah, and in general you like to see your MVP go after a ball like that. I think uh so that's certainly uh, you can knock him for that pretty heavily and then you can also knock him for obviously his post-game behavior. Yes. Um so 
obviously, I think most of you have heard it by now, in case you missed it. He basically walked out on an interview. Uh, he, he was given a lot of short answers, basically was being very pouty, very immature, I guess, very, very dejected, which I, for the, for the most part with the short answers and all that, I can, I can be okay with it. Uh, you, you can't expect every single player to, to hold himself and carry himself like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and all the guys that are very well-spoken. You can't expect them all to be like that. And for Cam, this is his first year that he's actually been in that spotlight the whole time. And you know, had the inc- incredible success. He hasn't had that yet in his career up until this year. So I can, I can totally understand being completely heartbroken and not wanting to talk or anything after the game. But having said that, there's you have to meet a certain minimum standard of you're the MVP in the face of the league. You're the captain of your team, and the rest of your teammates have to face the questions too. And yeah. and that's an entirely different debate about whether these guys should have to face the media, whether it should be their obligation to or not. Entirely different debate. The point is that it is their obligation to. And him getting up and walking out is just not really a good look for someone who you'd like to see be a little bit more grounded by the experience of an incredible, take nothing away from an incredible 17-1 and run up until that point, MVP season, phenomenal performance. You'd like to see the guy be humbled a little bit by it and, and understand that that's how tough it is to win a Super Bowl because so many players have gone through this league just as good as Cam Newton yeah. and never even gotten to the Super Bowl. So and it's it stinks that he was sitting next to Luke Keekley, who probably gave the most humble and, and the best response best responses yeah. in of all the players. Um I don't know. It, it just for Cam it, the guy who came out and said, If you don't want me dancing in the end zone, stop me. Yeah. Like I want to see you stop yeah. me and then I'll stop. Like you gotta it's, show some respect gotta, to the team that does. Yeah. Like they did. And so get out there and say they played better. I mean, he did say it, but he said it. He said it. it he didn't really. He, he, yeah, he said you know, it. The questions he, were like, you know, did the Broncos do anything different to adjust to you guys? And he's like, nope, nope. didn't do anything different. Like, they, like we didn't. We they played better than us. Like, he, you know, you'd like to see him be a little bit more well spoken there. Give some credit. And and like you said, it's it's uh, there is kind of a double standard that people are uh, not. I guess they're not holding the standards properly in this case because the entire week. Leading up to this Super Bowl, people seem to finally be coming around to like, oh, this is Cam's personality. Yeah. We're embracing this. This he is wears a- his heart on his sleeve. He, you know, all this and this is two steps backwards for him. Yeah, and, and so you know, you really have to own it if you're going to be okay with Cam acting the way he does, wearing MVP cleats with his stats embroidered on the cleats. Yeah, and warm ups and all of this stuff. Then you rooting, have you have to expect him to be to be able to face the music a little bit. I people think. don't like that. Like, just the media in general doesn't like really showboating, as you can tell through yeah. the entire season how they're they're kind yeah. of on his case. And yeah. now when you come out and just pout because you didn't win, I mean, you didn't win the Super Bowl. That's a big deal, and I get yeah. it. You're emotional, it's, whatever. Um, but given the contrast of how he's been acting and taking photos on the sidelines yeah. and before games are over. People kind of wanted to come, him to come out and say, you know what, we got our butts kicked. We're coming back next year. Like yeah, they and, wanted to see that. Yeah, and and, and they didn't get it. They he, got. I think he said somewhere they'll be back next year. But again, it was all like the it was all the tone of it. It's like, uh, yeah, like you know, we lost. We'll be back. Like it was. He, you'd like to see him handle it better. I yeah, think. it was not handled well. And I think, and this is a bold prediction on my end. I think this makes them kind of the new villains of the NFL. I, I hate to say that, but. Similar to how the Seahawks, they won one, they got they, really good, and then their fans kind of got cocky, mm-hmm. and the NFL turned their backs on them. They said, this is annoying, we don't like these fans, we don't like this team mm-hmm. anymore. Um, I th- I can see that happening to the Panthers, I, which is tough, because I, I, yeah. I like Luke Keekley a lot. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of parallels with the Seahawks and, Pan- uh, Seahawks and Panthers, I completely agree with that. The, the, this, the Panthers' rise to success this year was very, very reminiscent of what the Seahawks did. The Seahawks did it a little bit more slowly, they kind of... St- they, they, the Seahawks started competing. They made yeah. the playoffs with that losing record that year, and they beat the Saints, if you remember, in Seattle. That was kind of controversial because the they were seven. The crazy run, and, the Marshawn Lynch, yeah, the Marshawn Lynch mode. run. But they were seven and nine that year, so that was the controversial. Like, should a should yeah. a team like this have a home game? But that was when everyone was like, "Wow, it's tough to win in Seattle." And then two years later, they're going to the Super Bowl. So their their rise was a little slower than Carolina's, maybe, but uh, but still, you know, the Panthers' rise looked a lot like Seattle's as far as the way that these teams carry themselves and kind of had that overconfidence that is hot at first yeah. and then people might get tired of it. So, um, what are your give give your two cents on on the whole Cam Newton situation? My two cents really I think, quick. Really quick, I think I mentioned this to you. I think the setup there is terrible. I mean I mean he could hear Chris Harris 
right on the other side of that nope, curtain. Don't gloating, make excuses for Gloating about it. I mean, I, I don't call. I don't consider it an excuse. I think that it's. Uh, it makes me understand it a little bit more. I think I think that the setup's terrible. Like I said, I think that with the emotions going through you in that situation, it's real tough to be to be sitting there listening to their defensive back that you were throwing against all day in his interviews, saying that they were basically challenging the Panthers to see if they could throw the ball, and, and without in- intending to, it's really taking shots at Cam across the curtain. So I I can feel for that part overall. I think he's got to face the music a little better than that, but I don't I don't blame him for his short answers and everything up until he walked out. Uh, I think that walking out was the was the cap on it that kind of pushed it over the edge of, uh, you got to kind of handle yourself better. And, and the last thing I'll say about it, I, I agree with that as well, but the last thing I'll say on, say on it is um, you have, like you were given a shot here to kind of silent, like if you came out and were gracious, uh, gracious in loss and said, listen, like it happened, whatever, and gave, gave your two minutes, you have a chance to kind of redeem yourself. The public already wants any reason to dislike you, right? Um, and you and I think he gave. And I, I hate the race thing. I don't think it's a race thing, but he kind of led people to believe it's no longer like they don't have to worry about that anymore. Some people were kind of just right. toeing the line because they didn't want to like him because they were like nervous if, like, oh, or just like he doesn't. Oh, you don't like him because like he's a black quarterback and he says he's the only black quarterback or things like that. So now that he's kind of not a gracious loser, they can all just focus on that. I think right, that's what they're right. going to do. So I think he's going to get a lot of hate that he he was either hidden or he previously didn't have. Right, right. And yes, yeah, so he's, he's going to face the music for sure. But uh, this guy certainly... Certainly not facing it as much. I know so, what Peyton Manning is not giving up for Lent. <laughs> he is not joining us in he the is beer. Not and ice joining cream us. Quest. He will be drinking a ton of co- of Budweiser to be specific. <laughs> so uh, of course Peyton, the endorsements there for Budweiser uh, after the game. Uh, so basically, uh, you know, any any other thoughts on the game itself? And no, the, and, I mean and the, the game itself. It was pretty bad Super Bowl. It was just two yeah. great defensive teams. Playing yeah. great defense. Yeah, agreed. Um, so I guess moving forward, commercials. Uh, what were your thoughts? Or anything jump out of you? I didn't have too strong of an opinion on commercials, really. Neither did I. I mean, w- I'm interested to see our fans' opinions on which ones were best. I mean, write us to think which ones yeah. stood out. I- honestly, I didn't think about the commercials beforehand, and I can't think of one that stands yeah. out right now. There's one to me that stood out, and uh, I remember laughing out loud at it, was the Doritos commercial um, with, where the couple's having the ultrasound. Oh and, gosh! Uh, yeah, that was kind of gross. I, I thought it was kind of gross, but it, it, it caught my attention. It was pretty funny. I will, the Doritos um, ones are the Doritos ones are good. always over the top, and and they catch your attention at least, and they're usually pretty yeah. good. So I I laughed out loud at that one. Um, oh, and the Drake commercial. We we, oh, we saw yeah. the Drake commercial. Drake commercial that was a very good one. Actually, um, now that I'm thinking about it, the one where um Steve Harvey comes on and says, "I'm sorry," it says right <laughs> here. The red balls are the right balls <laughs> yeah. uh, for that commercial that's everybody's running. Yeah, yeah, right. The cell phone commercials. Right, um, right. But overall, they're pretty bad. I yeah. mean, they all tried to be funny, which I appreciate. Yeah. There were no, like, this is halftime America. Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so so not too much on the commercials, but definitely write in and let us know which ones you like the best, and, and we can talk about that a little bit more. Um, so moving to the halftime show. Which Everybody's favorite part, <laughs> yes. the halftime show. Of course, Coldplay. <laughs> I'm in the my apparently I'm in the minority here. I didn't think Beyonce and Bruno Mars should have had a second Super Bowl halftime. I they, kind of agree. They, really? Okay, good. Because I mean, a lot of people I've talked to, there's a lot to, of artists out there that that can yeah that can have, have and, performances. And this was definitely Beyonce's and Bruno Mars' oh, yeah. halftime show. Oh, this yeah. was not Coldplay's halftime show. Um, and to be honest, Coldplay's I don't think was a great choice because they're not great performers. They're great right. musicians. Um, so Beyonce and Bruno Mars did kind of save the day. It was a it was a pretty good halftime show yeah, for I mean, what it they're was. Good, they're very good performers, but yeah. But I, I mean, there's so many other people it could have been. I mean, give someone else a chance. Instead, it's like, oh my God, it's Beyonce, and like, <laughs> oh look, Bruno Mars, like wow, like those two again. They each yeah. already had their own halftime show. Yeah, I, in the last few years. Yeah, <laughs> I think so, there's a lot of other people. I think that deserve a chance for it, and, and I don't know how that all works. I think I don't you know. deserve to be. I think, I think what would you do? What would you year? do? It, would you sing, or would you like if you had to go out there for ten minutes and do something to oh, entertain? Great, great question. That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> a I podcast? have no clue what I would. Would you do. go out there and podcast? Maybe would. Maybe I'd go out there and podcast. That's yeah. bad. That, no, that'd be terrible. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. Think about I, it. I got to think about it. That's a great question for next week. Um, and for everyone else out there, what would you do if you had to go out there for 10 minutes and just do the halftime show on your own? Great question. Um, Tell a joke. I, I agree. I agree that uh, Beyonce and Bruno Mars probably 
shouldn't have had, had their own right away. I think they just had them recently. But just I will say, looking past that, I think what I noticed watching this halftime show is that it was the first one I can remember in a while that was really, really made for TV. I mean, yes. when Beyonce and Bruno Mars were coming produced, at each well other, produced. it was it was clearly produced for TV and not for live performance. Normally, with halftime shows historically, you just see a camera, you know, a, several cameras, but like basically just sh- shots of the of the performance. You know, there's nothing, there's no real production value outside of what's happening live. This was complete production value. I mean, the way that they the cameras were and like they were cutting together back and forth, it was just very very made for TV. So that was interesting to me. But Did you like it or dislike it? I liked it. I think I, think I, I liked I liked the fact that it was made that way. Like I said, I think. I'd like to see other performers. The, pe- the people but at the Super Bowl are already at the Super there. Bowl. They, yeah, they don't need you don't like, need to. They don't for need them. that halftime yeah. entertainment. They should be entertained Agreed. enough. I, I I completely I, agree. I need the entertainment after <laughs> those terrible commercials. Exactly, I agree. And and also a lot of people were uh, pointing out that Beyonce and her crew of like six hundred girls out there were wearing heels on the field, which yeah, was which was a question. Stomping choice. it up. <laughs> yeah. um, so that I think could have been done a little bit better. But either way, um, overall, give this. Super Bowl, Derek. Oh, a grade. Derek, what tomatoes do you? Or, Derek, tomatoes. Or, uh, you don't know. Tomatoes. I haven't. I haven't coined right, it. How about yet. Derek avocados? Just to, uh, for now. For okay, now, for we'll now. do avocados. I don't really like avocados because uh, I'm weird. But um, I <laughs> yes, think uh, the I would give it. I'm giving the Super Bowl uh, like 52. Ooh. 52. The overall experience. The overall experience. I'll give it like 58. 58. 58. Derek. Yeah. Derek, Derek avocados. I would honestly probably. I picked the winner, and I, I, I much. Uh, you I probably, I probably, I probably enjoyed Peyton. Graded higher than I, I, I probably yeah. enjoyed Peyton winning more than you did, because um, it's nice to see him yeah. go out on top, and I think he's going to be go down as the greatest of all time, <laughs> yeah. um, the goat, as some people would say. <laughs> um, Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven percent. Okay. Not bad. Steve Nicholas avocados. Not bad. Not certified guac. Not certified guac, but which but I did st- make. I did make guac grade. for the. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. And that was Um, certified. (laughs) Um, Final thought that I will say before we move on from the Super Bowl, and we're not going to talk about this. I just want to say it. I think it was absolutely ridiculous on the part of the fans of San Francisco that Tom Brady got booed and was the only Super Bowl MVP to get booed uh, coming out there. No reason for it. I love it. No one's facing him. Boo him. Ray Lewis didn't get booed. No reason for that. Um, Two cents there. So. Uh, so take that's it, it for take Super Bowl. Take it for what it's worth. Take it for what it's worth. You can take it. You can leave it. You can shove it back in my face, whatever you want. Um, so that's the Super Bowl. Uh, and then the other sports topic we have is the reason that the podcast is airing on Wednesday this week and not yes. Tuesday, and that's the Bean Pot Tournament. Bean Pot. The 64th annual Bean Pot uh, at the Garden. We were there last night. We or were there. Two nights ago, if you're listening, on Monday night. Uh, Boston College, Boston University. Phenomenal matchup. Both teams in the top seven or eight right big, now. And a big deal for the New England community. Yeah, the it bean is. Pot, and, I know it doesn't get a lot of national yeah. recognition, but it the Bean Pot it's a four four team tournament, um, and it is a big deal. And so, and BC's won six of the last six seven. of seven now after that win on Monday night. And, and I mentioned this in my final drive last episode, and and I talked about the tradition, and especially for hockey families and hockey fans growing who have grown up in this area, it's a huge. The Bean Pot's a huge tradition, and and you see a lot of people actually. It, the snow probably hurt attendance a little bit, but you you generally see a lot of people traveling from around the state and the region coming in for that game, especially when it's a BCBU caliber game. Um, so it was a you know, I don't want to say it was a great game. It was an it was an entertaining game, but it was a zero zero gridlock through regulation. Which, we were there, which you rarely see, in which hockey. you rarely see, and and that made it very tense. Obviously, at the end of the game and into overtime, spectacular um, goalkeeping. Not just very, I mean, yeah. pretty bad offense, but yeah, spectacular goalkeeping yeah, and, on both sides. And uh, yeah. Th- Offensive flow was lacking a little bit. We, I mean, we talked about this. BC had a lot of entries into the zone that didn't go anywhere. BU was back checking very well. Tons of flybys. A lot of flybys. Uh, <laughs> a lot of flybys. I just learned what I just learned what flybys meant yesterday. Um, so, fly, but we yes. did a ton of them. Yeah, a lot of flybys. If you don't know what a flyby is in hockey terms, you can write in and we'll let you know. Um, but basically, you know, just a hard fought game. Really, not not a lot going offensively, but a large part of that was because of the goaltending. I mean, phenomenal goaltending. Uh, BU's Sean McGuire wins the goalie tournament, the goalie award for the bean pot, which is just a, a statistical award. Um, but also the MVP of the tournament, just yeah. phenomenal performance from him. 41 saves on the 42 shots he faced, but the goalie that prevailed, of course, Thatcher Demko for BC, 30 saves on 30 shots. Best name in um, college sports. Really phenomenal that, name. Thatcher, Thatcher Demko. Demko. 
Um, and he got hurt twice in this game, uh, shaken up, got run into, looked pretty uh, bad, collided too. with, and the second one on the breakaway that he got he got rammed into actually did look pretty bad. Um, but he came back and he hung in there and was really huge for BC. He made some huge saves towards the end of the third period and into overtime. Um, and Alex Tuck wins it in overtime for BC, giving them their sixth bean pot in seven years. Describe it in one word. Uh, one word: adventurous. We, wow. we got to the we got to the arena and our tickets were fake. You're our really, tickets were. You're stuck were on not, quest journey adventure. adventure yeah yeah must be must be I'm feeling feeling in that kind of mood i guess so whatever mood that um, is whatever mood adventurous i guess is the mood but that's using one of the words yeah. so uh tickets were fake we got their tickets i've never had that experience before we bought the tickets I online have. pretty bad um yeah it's pretty bad but fortunately for us the game wasn't sold out and actually the box office tickets were cheaper than the tickets that we had bought online um so that turned out to be a blessing Perfect. um but uh so the you know the tickets were fake we finally get in there we get in there with 10 minutes left in the first, and the lights go out at the garden. And, and that's another half an hour delay or so uh, while they get those lights powered back on and back to full strength because that's kind of the way it, a lot of times it'll take a long time to get it back to the required amount of light. So uh, both teams went to the locker room for a little while, but finally got back underway and just a really good game. And, you know, so great to see BC get back on top after losing it to BU last yeah. year who went all the way to the national championship. So, um, so yeah, BC gets their revenge. Revenge, but I mean, six of the past seven years is more more like BU winning is a fluke. Back on normal, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Back on track, yeah. So, uh, so there's your first period. Sports are over. Sports are um, done. Sports are done. You guys made in it in the past. You've survived the sports section. That is tough because um, we don't that, we don't give a lot of hot takes. We don't. No, we don't. We're so, definitely so sitting there listening. Sports is the sports section is the definition. You of, heard it here. You second. heard it here. It second. Is. That's sure. kind of what's founded on. I think. Yeah. Because there's we literally have never broken any sports news ever, no. on and we here. never will. No. Well, maybe. Sam Vasquez was on. Sam Vasquez, yeah. That's sports-related. Sports-related. We found out who Carmelo had Thanksgiving dinner with. Yeah, that's, that's breaking that's news. That's breaking news. <laughs> it's it a little bit late, that's all. Um, so so there you have it. So second period, uh, do, uh, after some requests, we have another trivia game for you. Yes, so it's the same format. Um, it, this is a person. You have to guess who it is in the least amount of clues as possible. We'll go down the line and and switch clues. This time we actually have seven clues. Seven clues. So, um, but a the clues are game. much more vague. They start uh, and, vaguer. And, and I think actually, you should be able to get it by number five. If you don't get it by number five, uh, I don't. Yeah, know. Come f- on. five. You should get it by six. You have to get it by six. You don't have. You didn't get it. I gave you six, and you didn't get it. No, but I got, I gave I, you six, I got in, my a, I gave you six in a vacuum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, six in a so, vacuum. Anyway, and seven is basically the answer. So, so yeah, here we go. I'll, I'll start us off. <clears throat> this artist was born on September 4th, 1981, age 34. Uh, they were born in Houston, Texas, and rose to fame in the late 1990s. Uh, again, so born September 4th in 1981, uh, the age is 34 in Houston, Texas, and rose to fame in the late 1990s. So late 90s was when we were growing up. We were witnessing that happening, and uh, this person is named after their mother's maiden name. So that's how they got their name after their mother's maiden name. Third clue. This person's younger sister is an up-and-coming recording artist, age 29 years old. Also, apparently, pretty famous. I did not. Somewhat famous. Somewhat Somewhat famous. famous. Not not too famous. Less famous than the person. Yes, certainly. So some people are probably getting close now. I bet. Maybe even got it. You might even have it by now. In 2007. She became the first non-athlete slash supermodel to cover Sports Illustrated's swimsuit edition. It's another fun fact. Very fun fact. All right. Now, this is clue number five. You Actually, you might not know this, but her first solo album was titled Dangerously in Love. So, you should have it by now. Maybe. Maybe not. You um, might. But age 34, she's a recording artist. Uh, her sister is also an up-and-coming recording artist, named after her mother's maiden name, has graced Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue in 2007. And her first album was Dangerously in Love. Uh, sixth clue, which you have to get it by now if you uh, six, don't get it six after six this one big. with Der- everything put together. I didn't, I, I, Derek it took me two it. Gu- it took me two guesses on this one in a vacuum, though. So I didn't have the rest of the clues. But uh, she married on April 4th, 2008. And in 2010, Guinness World Records named her and her husband the highest-earning power couple after earning $122 million that year. 
So Derek, I said, I said, Gis- I guess Giselle. And obviously, went straight answer. to Tom Brady and Giselle. But that, but that was the only clue I was given. I wasn't given Which the previous clue. That's probably a decent guess. So I bet you they were top three power earning uh, earning power couples that year. You wish. Okay. So clue number seven. She was a member of Destiny's Child and is married to your boy Jay Z, uh, frequently referred to as Bay. The answer is Beyonce. Beyonce. Beyonce Knowles. Um, so fun facts about Beyonce. Yeah, her younger sister. Younger sister. Solange. Solange. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but Solange Knowles is a 29-year-old recording artist, uh, songwriter. She's also she helps with Beyonce with a lot of stuff, I think, but she's doing her own recording. Um, so yeah, that that's a little fun fact there. Uh, this uh, sport SI Mo- swimsuit edition. Mother's maiden name. There's some good yeah. facts in there. Yeah, you guys sure. are learning. Born in Houston, Texas. So who knew? Who, who knew that? Who cares? <laughs> um, so that's trivia that's for trivia. you. So again, give us your feedback on whether you like that or not. I think it's pretty fun. I think, I think it's a fun little thing to do. Somebody likes it. Um, we can also do a different, we can try a different format of trivia at some point. It's true. The only thing is just asking a straight up trivia question is kind of, I mean. It would be too hard because you're you so can, bad at trivia. It's, that's true. That's that true. you wouldn't get it. We need to have Jonas on. Jonas is one of our friends who's great at trivia. Um, so we'll have to have him on and, and call in and do, just do a live questions. trivia question, a live trivia game. Live trivia? Tough, See trivia if you game. can guess before Jonas. Yeah, or just have two people on, first person to get the answer. Two, not a bad a, idea. A three-way call. Have, have the, hmm, not a bad idea. Yeah, I think we can try that. So People can play at uh, home. Other trivia ideas, certainly let us know. And working we'll, out uh, the kinks. We'll, we'll try it out. So uh, speaking of working out the kinks, we have wow. this show that we need to, we need wow. to, we need to figure out because we... Keep we need, talking no, about we need it to do because people are some people I know skip to this section. So just every once in a while, say bachelor, <laughs> yeah, bachelor, bachelor. But except now we're actually talking about now bachelor, we're actually so. talking about it. But so. they'll hear bachelor and they'll stop and try to find and they'll be like, oh, I'm oh, right here, yeah, yeah. And so. then we'll be like, oh, so Cam Newton is is an eligible bachelor. And like, dang um, it. <laughs> so uh, so the bachelor we uh, we watched this week's episode of, of we course did. we like we have to <laughs> um, and some very very cool developments happening. Cool. So. Uh, you call ben them cool. Out in a hurricane, Ben's out there dabbing on everyone in a hurricane. Yes, tough weather, and and he's so stressed, he's just canceling meetings and he is saying, "Forget this." I'm he's breaking all the rules. He's breaking the rules. So, uh, so first, let's start with your pool, like we always do. How's yes. it going there? So, pool is pool still running hot. I'm still in second place. Um, again, spoilers. We have watched the episodes. If you haven't seen it, tune out or or this is your recap. Um, so we got rid of a few people who are obvious. Um, Jubilee from last episode and, the and last, then yeah. um, the only person I got wrong so I'm still in second place but I, don't, I got three out of four correct including Jubilee um, right. Leah H yeah or Lauren H Lauren H Golden Lauren Retriever Lauren H Golden Retriever did yeah. not see her leaving yeah I, I didn't see her Jen, leaving Jen was obvious Jen was gonna, she's yeah. a nobody uh, the other Leah, Leah obvious yeah. nobody obvious especially after you got halfway through this episode Olivia no, Olivia. Yeah, although Olivia, he he. Uh, I kicked Olivia. He, out. he teased us with Olivia, though. It, it kind of it, it. He was making people think she was going to stay stay around for a while because he just I, wasn't getting rid of her. But I I kept Leah yeah. H or yeah. Lauren H. Yeah, and I I mean, see, yeah, I, and I made I, a bold comment. I think she has bachelorette potential. Yeah, I think so. I think so. She's spunky. Um, I don't think we got to see a lot of her, and she made it far enough where people. Yeah, will she's likable. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I will agree that I didn't think that Lauren H was going home yet, but then I will say once it got to that actual rose ceremony with th- that group, yeah, I think I kind of then felt like she was. You yeah, know, it's like well, it's, it, now I it's... guess maybe just wasn't crunching the numbers right, but it it didn't seem like she should be going home yet. But then kind of with who she who she's up against now, this is like when it actually is. is going to get hard for me because I oh, I, agree. I think for me and sort of for you and for all guys on the planet, <laughs> it's easy to see who he's gonna definitely kick off. Yeah. Yeah. I've never gone over in picking because it's. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe you can't be cool. maybe it's easy for everybody, but um, how about this episode in general, Derek? <laughs> Bonkers. Yeah, I mean, so he is, he's literally breaking all the rules. He could do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He, uh, you know, first of all, the the two on one date is diabolical. That that is just. I mean, bringing two people there and sending one of them home just right there, just in the thick of it. That that's just. That's next level. So I was next very, I, I was, stuff. I was surprised by that one, and literally just sitting there and walk each of them over and decide which one he wants, and and that's when he sends Olivia home, and she is standing on a hurricane 
a hurricane laden beach yeah. just without well, any any rescue as ben and emily ride off in their yacht all right <laughs> see ya um, <laughs> leaving you on this deserted <laughs> island um so i thought that was that was uh unique uh earlier in the episode kayla very very Strange. unforeseen confusing conversation yeah. but it ended up helping her a lot um because she's real and, and she's yeah sort of? and, and I, we talked about this a little bit in the fact that she just didn't she know. almost was like keeping parts of herself back and like slowly un- uncovering one page at a time and for ben apparently that's the formula because he yeah. uh, he 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 even said he's, he said that it was attractive how confusing she was yeah. <laughs> because like, okay. he, he understood that she wasn't just smiling all the time you got it so it's like so whatever she's doing is working um and then the whole thing with leah and lauren b that's see, I think that's a lot of editing. Now, yes, no, so oh, we're we, not going to bring that up, but we we caught yeah. a a dub in. Yes, they dubbed in. Uh, they dubbed Lauren in B's name as Leah as saying, Leah Lauren B's saying name. it, even though she didn't. They cut away. Right. The voice was different, and it was. I don't know if anyone else caught it. If you did, let us know. But if you didn't, it yeah. happened. And and so the thing about that is that she was talking about Lauren B. I mean, but we all know that, her, but she, she didn't, didn't say Lauren B's name. And later in the episode, when Leah denied saying her name. That made her look like just a complete outright liar. Yeah. When she actually was, if if you look at it the way it was edited, probably telling the truth. She didn't probably say her name out, outright. That was total. I mean, Leah. What's her? I don't even know what her last initial is. Leah I think H, H. H. I think Lauren H. Leah. Lauren H. H. Anyway, yeah. um, maybe just the Leah, crazy girl who who's talking crap about Lauren B. Making it up. Just <laughs> yeah, making it up. It, it, that was definitely producer yeah. made because yeah. she was a nobody who made it with no one-on-one dates. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory and yeah. try to take one girl with me. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what, you don't get, like, that's not how you and, win the And then she goes to his house after he's left for the night. Yeah. And he goes to stay where he's alone. And, and you don't she, pick the girl who's an obvious in. Yeah. You should, she should have picked like Jojo or, or, or Lauren H. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, and we thought originally when we saw that editing slip up, we thought originally she maybe she was talking about Olivia, but then it became clear that she was talking about Crazy Lauren. Crazy person, Olivia. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, so I'm super happy. I think I'm glad Olivia. I'm gone. actually like excited to watch it now that all the people I hate are gone. Yeah, I think the, Olivia's gone. The final six, five, five or six, however many are left, they're all. I mean, we said this at the end of this episode. I no longer can pinpoint who's going to lose anymore. Yeah. I, I, no, I can't. I can't point to one and say I know they're not going to win. Let me read uh, you. This is going to throw a wrench in our discussion, but <laughs> let me read you um, an email that we got from one of our close friends who will remain unnamed, uh, but we found out who it was. It was anonymous. This is the email we got. <clears throat> listening to you two pick The Bachelor is like listening to two Indian cricket players predict who's going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> It makes me question whether you guys have actually watched the show or if you're just picking random girls out of the special edition Bachelor People magazine you picked up three weeks ago. Um, Yeah, so we got that. (laughs) And he goes, um, and you guys didn't even have Lauren B. in your top three. It's insane. Um, Which I will give him that. We didn't have Lauren B. Okay, okay. We added Lauren B. last episode for for what it's worth. Um, And I will say that when we first picked our top three a few weeks ago, I don't, I don't remember how many weeks ago it was. I think mine. Do you remember who your it. top three were? I know no. mine are. I mine know. were JoJo. We both had JoJo and Kayla. Kayla. And then you had. You might have picked Golden Retriever. I might have picked Lauren H. But I think she, I still I still defend that. Yeah. Pick. Yeah. Think, oh yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. she was. Sent I home mean, well, she she just got sent home, so she was in there pretty late. I yeah. had Amanda. I've had Amanda in there the whole time. Yeah. So I had JoJo, Kayla, and Amanda. So let's redo it. So you're I you're three right now. Mine are not those anymore. Mine. I'm going to keep those three. Really? I'm going to keep my original three. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to keep Kayla, down. JoJo, and and Amanda. I think, the, the answer I think is, this thing with Lauren B might make her insecure. And No, it's Kayla, Lauren B, and um, Amanda. So I'm subbing out. So you're just subbing out JoJo for Lauren B, Jordan which Jordan was Jordan. what I would do if I had to if I had to make well, one move Lauren B's for. Let's but talk yeah. about my favorite thing that happened this episode is Emily, the new oh, twin, yeah. becoming... The people's champ. The people, yeah. <laughs> she she started saying everything that everyone wanted to hear. She's calling out everyone's bull crap, and she she basically is like. But she's not doing it in a way that's like starting stuff. Yeah. You know, she's, she's like, I'm gonna go in and jump on the Olivia grenade. <laughs> she's like, this is. She went into that double date saying, My job here is to get Olivia yeah, sent home. I'm not here to win Ben's <laughs> heart. I'm here to get Olivia sent home for the girls. Yeah, for the girls. Yeah. She's she and she's a realist, man. Yeah. I love it. I, I want her to win now. I like her. I like her a lot. I, yeah. She won't win. No chance. I don't think she will either. But she, 
Uh, it was impressive today. Impressive, yes. for sure. Yes. Uh, great showing. Great showing out on the field. <laughs> Good performance. Great. Yeah. Off the so, bench. Came in there clutch. So give us your give us your thoughts. I mean, The Bachelor, we are still watching it. We're, we're still We're committed now. It. I mean, we're, 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 we're there. Yeah. <laughs> we have a couple episodes ben left now. Ben is a softie. Ben, oh man, he, the trailers he, for coming up. Also, poor Ben. He can't just say, like, listen, let's do this at the rose ceremony. He has to eliminate girls left and right outside yeah. of rose ceremonies. Yeah. Because he's too... He like holds it all in until like he can't anymore. He's and, like, you gotta go. And then and, and then and then even he's even scared about he's he's he gets scared that the girls are gonna leave on their own. Did, remember we said about Kayla right after she her confusing talk. Yeah. He was he like, said, I think I might be saying goodbye to Kayla tonight, and it's not gonna be my choice. Like, Dude, you're the bachelor. Like, you think they're just gonna like, keep leaving? Like, yeah. <laughs> they so. they don't choose to go home unless they're crazy yeah. like uh, that other girl, Lace. Yeah. Remember her? But, yeah, yeah. Um. So, but I think my thoughts overall, looking at the upcoming trailer. Well, we we said this as we watched it. Um, it looks like he's in love with every single girl that's left well, at some point. He says that. He says that, but <laughs> but but but, he, but the clips they show, it seems like he's actually crying with like each of them, and is completely torn up about all of it. So uh, that'll be certainly something to watch. Um, and then, particularly, it looks like it comes down to two. It looks like it comes down to two that he's really really torn over. And that's a tough two to pick. We picked three. I think narrowing it to two is tough. I think he marries them both. <laughs> I think yeah. he says, you know what? I can't do this. I have to marry you. The, I mean, the, they they have clips of the producers saying that what he would be doing would be unprecedented or never heard of. So maybe he's saying that he wants to marry both of them. Maybe he wants to. Uh, he's like, no, you know what? Maybe he wants to have a new another series with yes, just the two say of them. Say this is over. Yeah. Say I, I can't date any of you. You. He he quits. He quits. He quits with two left. That would be that something. Would, but then they kind of reveal that he doesn't do that. The he, girls in my office would burn the office to the ground <laughs> if that happened. <laughs> It would be insane. Yeah, so would Rich Homie Frog. So, um, <laughs> so that's our Bachelor talk. That's I mean, it. If you have opinions, it's, let us know. But I think right our, now it's heating up. Our so. opinions are definitely the best opinions for on sure. The Bachelor. And, and I think I would say now. Um, so full for, full disclosure, we kind of talk about the Bachelor because people like us talking about the Bachelor. I think now we might have some actual opinions now that the crowd is only this exactly. small. Now it's all like, the people now like, I don't have to. Pay attention to all the every single one of these people. Now, now you kind of feel what feel what's going on. It's and you true. Understand in, it. in my mind, I can't see any more producer picks. Right. I mean, there may or may not have been, but in my mind, I don't see any picks that yeah. are completely ridiculous. Yeah, and like, and you can no, you can no longer just tell by FaceTime and stuff. Like you, yeah. you. It just felt like with how much FaceTime Olivia constantly got that that she, how many times she said she was going to marry him. It's like that never works out and and ends up winning. You know. Um, so yeah, I think there's no more producer picks. I think it's going to be unpredictable. I think I, it's, it's finally reached a point where we can actually debate it and have a little bit of understanding and confidence of what's, of what's kind of coming up and going on and being able to wrap Higgins. your head around it. Ben Higgins. Ben Higgins. What is he going to do? <laughs> what, he, <laughs> what? he is, he Whoa. is not having fun towards the end. Oh it my looks gosh. Like. He is, he's a mess. <laughs> yeah, he, he's also, a mess already. I mean, also, he was a mess in this episode. The last thing I'll say about the bachelor is how funny was it that there was a, extremely awkward group date which oh, they yeah. all should be like that in yeah. my opinion everyone should be like this is weird but he was finally shocked that one of them was awkward yeah <laughs> like oh you're you can't was, hang out with them all like oh we're in the bahamas swimming swimming with pigs like i thought this was gonna be awesome <laughs> and then he walks over to the girl tries to break the ice he goes uh you like you pigs know, <laughs> yeah. no no he started he says he says oh you don't want to swim she goes i was swimming and he goes oh it's like so do you like pigs <laughs> <laughs> she goes i like to eat them <laughs> So, uh, and then she cried. And then she cried, and yeah. then she went to his house and went crazy and got sent and never came back from the house. Never she came got back. sent home. So, yep. uh, so Ben sending everyone home and and paving his own road to the finals, but maybe he's going to regret it. So we'll see. Who knows? Not me. Well, probably me, but not, yeah, not you. True, true. I, I don't know yet. I'll, I'll know soon. I'll no, know you soon. won't. I'm I'm still confident in my final three. Mm. I'm I'm sticking within a. If that final three comes true, that was a that was a far out final three. That no, it wasn't. So yeah, it was weeks like, ago. Like totally far out, or like like totally far out. Like yeah. that was totally far out. Like <laughs> totally tubular. <laughs> like way too tubular. Sweet dude, so far out. That uh, rings the buzzer on the third period, and that uh, is the majority of the content here. So I think that moves <laughs> us into the final drive. That which is, is the majority the, of the which content. is the minority of the content. Um, so do you want to go first? Or do you want to go second? I think I'll go second. Second. Okay. I will go first, and I'm going to talk about uh, the NBA trade deadline coming up, which uh, particularly I'm going to talk about the Celtics regarding uh, that NBA trade deadline. I haven't talked about that much, really. 
Uh, Celtics are putting together a, a really good season. Uh, lost this game tonight, but they've won nine of their last 11. They're up to third in the Eastern Conference. Maybe we'll drop to fourth by the end of the night. Um, but basically, trade, trade deadline's coming up, and a lot of players are going to be on the market. Uh, my message to Danny Ainge is not to make a panic move. Uh, a lot of rumors about Dwight Howard. Yes, uh, do it. <laughs> to do he not make, go get Dwight he Howard. makes teams so much better uh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Steve can speak to that from firsthand experience. Um, not even a knock against Dwight Howard. I think that the Celtics are not in a position to go spend really important future assets on some player to get better this year. The Celtics are really fun to watch this year. They're not a championship contender yet. I think it'll be fun to watch them go on a playoff run, but there's really no reason to go you know, splurge a bunch of assets to get some guy for this year that you don't know what the future's going to be. So, Danny, hold on to your assets. You've built a treasure chest of them. Let's see what happens in the lottery and then go from there. So, Celtics, let them ride it out and see what happens in the offseason. That's it. Ding, Ding. Done. Du- done. All right. Pretty good, pretty good. Um, but my final drive is perfume commercials, Ooh. right? Um, you guys have had to have seen these crazy perfume commercials. They show up two times a year. Once before Christmas and once before Valentine's Day. And they are, I don't know what marketing team or what research they're looking at that makes these, they're like, you know what we should do? Throw a bunch of mysterious people doing <laughs> crazy things together um, and then just say the name of the perfume and then you'll buy it. Like My favorite one by far is the guy's in a motorcycle and then the walls fall down and he's in an interview and he's rolling around the waves. And then they ask him this question, and this beautiful woman asks him this question. And, and he goes, I'm not going to be the man I'm expected to be anymore. And he walks away. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, what movie is this? And you're like, something Dior, perfume. Um, I have yet to buy one of those. Uh, I don't fi- feel any desire to. I think they should. I don't know how you sell perfume. Maybe that's why they do it, because there's just no formula. Yeah. How do you sell a smell over the TV? Um, but it's definitely not the way they're doing it. So yeah. um, perfume commercials, let me know your favorite. Uh, keep an eye out for that one because it's, it's on probably three times every <laughs> every commercial break. Um, yeah, that's it. Perfume commercials, two there thumbs it down. There it hate is, thumbs them. down. Although Love so, to hate so, them, though. Some of those Some of those Axe body spray and stuff like that, those commercials did work for them. Yeah, that's not time, like a perfume, so. though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so. a body spray. Right, right. So there you have it. Final drive. Uh, that does it for episode nine of You Heard ah. It Second. Thanks again to our sponsor, Alyssa's Organics. Again, head over to DerekAndSteve.com and uh, contact us for more info on that. We can get you in touch and get you to try out some of that stuff for Give sure. Give it a shot. So, I dare you. So that's all we have. We'll see you guys next week for episode 10. Later days.